When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Palmerbet on the edge of the box. Oh, it's a straight-up screamer! Download our app today and enjoy straight-up screamers this FIFA World Cup with great odds, great promos and same-game multi at Palmerbet. Gamble responsibly. For gambler's help, call 1-800-858-858. The driver's seat. Good start The driver's seat with Matt McKeldin and Stephen Johnson for Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making tomorrow matter, shaping and building Australia together. And well, driver's seat, it is. Nims is off. It is. Uh, well, we've got an interesting show here. We've got Will <laughs> Davison on the line, uh, but he can't seem to hear me, I don't think. Oh, uh, really? I don't think so, but it is... Uh, well, I just text Rihanna and said, hey, can you get Wilbur to pick up, please? We're live on the radio. We well, want to chat to him. I know, and this is even more embarrassing because we have got the one and only Dick Johnson in the studio as well, and as we always do when DJ comes, we've got to give him his proper intro. <laughs> Oh, hello, DJ. Welcome. Thank you for filling in for Maddie. Just don't call me Lizzie. <laughs> so I'm uh, going to try a Hail Mary here. Let's see if I can sort this out. Uh, but first off, I'll give Wilbur his proper intro first. We have to go back in time. For the final time, Jim Beam Racer of Will Davison signals a party for Dick Johnson Racing. Great to see uh, Dick Johnson there on the fence, cheering Will across the line. It is Will Davison's day today. The Super Team Auto, Bathurst 1000 in third place for Jim Beam Racing. Would you please congratulate Stephen Johnson and Will Davison. Yeah, once again, he is behind the wheel of a DJR Ford and hopefully uh, he's here and he can hear us loud and clear. Will Davison, have you got us? I'm here. I'm oh, here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> We've got him. I could hear you the whole time. What are you on about? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're out feeding the dogs, mate, actually. <laughs> Absolutely. They'll feed me, actually, I think. <laughs> but, uh, yes, it, it will is, of course, our feature interview. Thanks to Ryko Filters. Ask Mechanic for Ryko Filters, the professional's choice. Two-time Bathurst winner and, of course, the man that is in the same seat that Dick and Steve once drove as well. Car number 17. Wilbur, first off, uh, how's things, mate? How you been during this uh, weird little period where we've parked up yet again? Uh, well, yeah, firstly, yeah, good to chat, Devo, and, and uh, yeah, pretty cool to hear DJs in there with you guys. Um, yeah, been, been well, as well as can be expected. I think we're pretty, uh, pretty darn lucky up here in Queensland. It's obviously hugely frustrating not, not racing, but, you know, still, still being able to head into the shop every week and see the guys and, um, you know, relatively, uh, you know, some form of normality up here, we, we feel pretty fortunate, but obviously now, 
with some dates locked in. Uh, you feel the shift mentally and, um, you know, we're, we're counting down the days now to, to get racing. I mean, it's going to be a pretty intense um, six weeks to finish the year, but pretty excited. I'm, I'm fit and, and certainly ready to uh, get back into action. So, mate, some big news for the week, obviously, uh, with Scotty Mack not, uh, not able to get back from the States and, uh, and Alex teaming back up with you. It's obviously not the first time you guys have driven driven together. So, that's A, that's got to be, you know, a massive uh, mental boost for not only yourself but Alex and the whole family but um, and for us or, or DJ, he can speak more about it. Having someone that's experienced around there, that's done a lot of laps around there, and you guys have, you know, had some great finishes there too. So, um, you know, we're really looking forward to that. Well, yeah, th- thanks, Steve. It's, I mean, it's a, it's pretty pretty exciting to be in in the seventeen. I mean, this year as a whole, I've been saying it all year. Um, see, the, the number means a lot, but obviously the quality of the team uh, to be back, you know, in in the fold this year is just hugely motivating. I'm just loving every single lap in the car, working with everyone. Um, so Bathurst is fast approaching. I mean, we've obviously all been, you know, waiting to see if it was a possibility whether Scott could get out here. And, you know, it was obviously nice to have the backup plan in place. But obviously getting Scotty here, the three-time champion, was, was the priority. But um, Alex has been preparing himself um, as he was doing the race for months and months. So, um, you know, he's really fit. He's driven the car. And, uh, you know, for him personally, it's, it is a big opportunity, and uh, I, I can see the excitement in his eyes. I mean, I've got absolutely no doubting, you know, the, the, the speed he'll be able to bring, his experience, um, his safety around that place. But, you know, by far the best car he's driven in many, many years as well. So I'm, I'm pretty, uh, pretty excited for him. <laughs> hey, Wilbo, I can see the excitement in your eyes when you had that photo taken beside the Sierra with your brother, which went back many years ago. Like, that was, I know, right? Yeah. yeah. The, no, very very cool recreation yesterday. Um, dug out a shot from, I reckon, was it 89 or 90, Dick? I'm not sure, but when I was there in Adelaide next to your um, 17 Sierra there, and um, perfect chance to recreate the image in the shop the other day. So, um, <laughs> no, I mean, they're all special little things. You know, the family, we're, we're you know, big fans at heart at the end of the day. And, um, yeah, we both don't take the opportunity lightly to be in your famous number DJ so we are we are inside a bit of business you know we, we understand the business of it but you know on the side the, the little family element is nice but you know we're just focused on doing the job so mate what's it give us a bit of a snapshot last year uh or in the past year you've gone from obviously a 23 red racing Mustang which is effectively a, a Tickford prepared car um basically to obviously a DJR um, prepared Mustang. Was there was there a massive difference for you? I mean, I know I've, I've sort of chatted to you briefly about this, just in general. Um, but it's taken did it take a little while for you to get to understand the car and to understand how to just unlock the the speed out of it. It's all it's all relative, isn't it? Um, you know, I can't believe yeah, we're, it, we're we're at the traditional Bathurst week now, aren't we? So uh, mm. what are we? October. So twelve months. You know, this weekend. You know, from from the traditional Bathurst weekend, so it's been an absolute whirlwind. Um, yeah, I was obviously quite familiar with with the Tickford cars, and it was quite interesting that, you know, I had six months on the sidelines last year. I didn't didn't sit in a race car from Albert Park Friday when the world went upside down until the Thursday at Bathurst in Cam Waters' car. But, you know, it was a quite a familiar car for me. Um, and then the next car I drove was back back at Mount Panorama this year, and in, in obviously uh, the, you know our, our car 17 GLB Power Racing Mustang. So it was 
it was really interesting. It was a really interesting comparison. Um, you know, at the end of the day, people are saying it's taking us time. It, it's all relative. Like, we still qualified third and finished podium on debut. Um, so the car's fast. Um, there were differences where you're not 100% acclimatised to it. Um, but at the end of the day, we've been able to get speed out of the car straight away. But to, to win in this field, as you know, like, it's not just doing a fast lap. It's just having that understanding of, you know, what, what the guys change on the car and the lingo we speak to each other because they're such, you know, sensitive race cars with the weather changes and, you know, depending on what sport category we're racing after um, or qualifying after, it's just knowing how to adapt really quickly and knowing what change to make to the car. And they're the things that take time more so than driving the car. When a car's balanced and set up, um, you know, the lap time comes relatively easy, but it's just being able to do that consistent consistently which is yeah. is the mission and uh, we're getting more familiar all the time we've had good pace all year but just getting that consistency um you know to start you know hopefully backing up some of those pole positions well, to race hey wilbo that but the thing is that uh, i think you've, you've got pretty happy memories from um, smp going back <laughs> uh, from many was years that 2006 ago. you're not wrong uh, no, 2008 2008, 2008. Oh, yeah yeah, no, I'm, I'm actually running with that um, because, to be honest, I, I don't really have that many great memories from Eastern Creek since I was in a DJR Falcon in 2008. <laughs> well, this so could be the moment, I've been mate. saving this could it be up the moment. all these years, you know. And I'm, you know, I don't, here's me saying I'm not superstitious, but um, I've already convinced myself that, you know, um, you know, I only go for good there in a, in a DJR well, you, car. Well, you've got so. four opportunities, mate, anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Four cracks in it. Hopefully I'll learn it by the, uh, the fourth one. But no, no. In, in all honesty, it is a, it's a track that, you know, you, you need a, you know, need a, a, a well-balanced car, you know, that Stevie, the nature of the corners, yeah. they're long, fast, flowing corners, which is the sort of place that rewards a really well-balanced car and smashes you when you you, you got a bit of a you know an imbalance, so um, you know I'm, I'm excited to, to get in in this car um, that I'm driving this year. I'm excited to drive it everywhere, to be honest. But um, you know I think it'll be well suited there. So no, definitely I'm I'm, I'm reminiscing 2008, and um, <laughs> yeah, hopefully going to hopefully going to replicate that in a couple of weeks. Well, you've had mate, you've had 19 career wins so far. Um, you know you're obviously going for career win number 20. It's been it's been a long time coming, but you know you've had a a damn solid season so far. A couple of back-to-back poles at Darwin. So many podiums so far and right up there in the championship. You know, obviously f- sort of forgetting SVG for a moment because he's really got a clear lead on even his teammate Jamie. So, you know, that, that number 20 is definitely doable um, with four more races at SMP and then and then the big one at Bathurst. So, you know, you've got to obviously be, you've got to be pretty pumped about that. Yeah, listen, I'd be lying if I said like now, like we've had this break to reflect on, you know, the year to date. And, you know, I'm, I'm personally satisfied with, you know, the year to date. Uh, but now it's at the point, yeah, if, if I, you know, wasn't able to get some victories by the end of the season, I'd be disappointed. But, you know, what I always say is you've got to put yourself in a position to win races consistently. And if you do that, you'll start picking up the wins. So yeah. now I think I've done that a lot. And I'm, yeah, eight podiums and, um, you know, a couple of missed opportunities. So now I can't really run with that motto anymore because I've put myself in, you know, winning positions a lot and haven't been able to quite grab one. So, um, yeah, we're just, now we've got to start trying to capitalise. And, um, you know, at the end of the day, though, we're there. We're there thereabouts all the time. We're qualifying well. The car's just exceptional in uh, in qualifying. It's so much fun to drive in qual trim. 
And just, yeah, I mean, we're quick in the race, but obviously, as you say, yeah. FGs has been on another planet in race trends. So we're working on it. We're getting closer. And, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, there's a couple of results that could have gone either way, you know, so I don't overthink it too much. You know, we've had a couple of polls. I just missed the start yeah. in Darwin. A couple of other ones, which, you know, very easily at the blink of an eye, we could have been, you know, on the top step. So, um, you know, we'll just keep doing what we're doing and, you know, it'll it'll come. And, and you know, obviously touching on SVG there, mate, I mean, between him and, and Jamie, they've had 12 wins between them. Um, but eight of those, you've been right on the hammer. You've probably been one of the most consistent of the non-T8 cars. And He's the I guess only that, one outside of T8 that has been on that podium more times. <laughs> yeah, well, there you go. So, you know, that, and I think that reflects highly in your position in the championship. You know, you've had that solid run. Um, you haven't had any DNFs. You know, yeah, you had a bit of a... Uh, an average run on the first, I think the first race at Sandown where you're sort of P22, we had that few issues, but everything else has been right up there in the top 10. I think you've had nine podiums. So it's been, it's been a very consistent, very solid year for you. If you take the the Red Bull uh, cars out of the equation. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I mean, I think it's, you know, pretty much nearly every event besides Sandown we've, we've, uh, you know, we've had a podium this year. So like you said, the Sandown one, you know, I'm not one to look back and if buts and maybes, but even the, that 22, we were, we were in a P5 position. I got, you know, run through the grass and we had overheated the engine, so we had to stop for all the, the gunk that went in the splitter. So it's sort of little things like that. I'm only, you know, one point off Chaz, I think eight points off Cam. So effectively, the, the third in the championships, you know, nothing. Um, Jamie's not that far ahead in second either. So any, anything's possible. And, um, yeah, you've got to walk before you can run. I mean, Jamie and Shane, they've got continuity. Um, you know, they hit the ground running. And, and between us, um, you know, we've just, it's been a bit of settling in. But I think we've been settling in well. Like, we're not making excuses. But <laughs> you can't just get in and trump those guys just, you know, straight away. I mean, it's, uh, it's a big effort. But, you know, we're, we're certainly putting the pressure on. Well, gee, mate, we're just wondering um, who's going to be boss of the house shortly, the way uh, Rihanna's going to... <laughs> Do the SAS bit, and, and you were going to be spinning around in a, in a in a supercar for God's sake, you know? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, it's a worry, isn't it? It's a worry. Yeah, how how did that come about, Will? Like, what on earth happened there? Don't don't, don't ask me. That's just rude. She can't sit still. I mean, I just I don't know. What one minute she's off doing Ironmans, and and she's uh, yeah, I'm I'm heading off to SAS. No, no. In, in all reality, she works hard. There's never a dull moment with Rihanna. She loves a challenge, and uh, this is right up her, right up her alley for sure. Um, so I'm <laughs> proud of her. It'll be, a, it's going to be a full-on experience for us. So, uh, yeah, I'm uh, sure she's going to be uh, full SAS spec. It certainly will, mate. And how long is she away for? And you, you, you're not, you're not oh. together for how long? Exactly. No, it is. It's, it's going to be months. So, with you know, with yeah. everything going on between. You know, that for her, and then by the time we hit the road, um, we're, we're going to be in different parts of Australia. You're going to have a runny nose by then, mate, I can tell you. <laughs> <laughs> Amongst many other things, I reckon. Oh, <laughs> i tell you what. I'll tell you what. If 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 we were a bit 50-50 and who was the boss of the house up until this point, I can tell you what, I, I know who's going to be boss of the house after she come, comes out of that SAS show, let me tell you. He actually asked yeah, me today how to work the washing machine for good. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> well, you'd, you'd be proud of me because I've put two loads of washing on. I've cleaned the house. I had the gurney out today. You should have seen me. I actually even cooked myself tonight. I wouldn't say it tasted that flash. But, um, Uber who? Anyway, yeah. <laughs> 
Oh no, that was last night. The night before, <laughs> the night before that, but, uh, I had a crack on the on the spanners tonight in the kitchen. So. <laughs> Didn't burn the house down, so we're going well. So, <laughs> oh, that's good stuff. That's good oh, stuff. So, yeah, it's it's obviously going to, you know, it's been trying times the last couple of years, and and whoever would have thought this year is probably harder than last year for for many people um, around the country. So, uh, for for you guys to just be able to get the the season done is going to be a, a big relief, and and hopefully we can get to the point where we can have a a somewhat semi-normal season for, for everybody next year, whether it be travel or work or sports or whatever it is, because I'm sure that, um, you know, everybody, especially guys and girls from down south, are, are really uh, sick and tired of what we've all been going through the last 18 to two years. Well, n- not only that, but, you know, when you consider the fact that, you know, four weekends in a row at SMP and then a week off and then Bathurst, and with a test in between for, for most of the teams... Um, like our guys are going to be away for a, you know a good with with all this quarantining stuff and all that sort of thing. They're 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 away for eight weeks, so um, you know that's that's a pretty big deal. No, it, it is, isn't it? It's going to be uh, it's going to be a full on venture to the end of the year. But um, yeah, it's a huge commitment. I mean, you know, everyone in Victoria and New South Wales, you know, now it's it's feeling feeling for them, and and now there's a big commitment from all the, the teams to to get the year finished off in style. So hopefully this is the end of what we've been through the last 18 months and next year's a bit more normal. But you wouldn't change your job for anything anyway, Wilbo, would you? I certainly wouldn't. No, no, no. (laughs) I'm I'm excited to go away, believe it or not. Four weekends racing in a row. It's it's exciting. It's more more the uh, all jokes aside. It's, yeah, it's just all the guys in the team, you know, wives and kids and all that, you do see the stress it's causing and the commitment everyone's got. So, um, well, we've yeah, had all our I'm guys at work. Fun. We've had all our guys at work every day um, since this whole thing started, every single one of them. And, and uh, it's given us an opportunity to catch up on a lot of things and certainly uh, make sure the cars are well and truly prepared for the next uh, five races. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, no, Absolutely. I've loved being able to go into the team, just like for me to be a part of the team this year and be 20 minutes or 15, 20 minutes down the road. I mean, I haven't had that for a couple of years. So although this break's frustrating, just still be able to, you know, head up to the shop and, um, you know, keep what we'd built already in the first six months of this year, the relationships going and just work with the guys. I haven't stopped. So every day I pinch myself walking in there still just to see the, the, the level the team operates at and the, the presentation of the cars and, Never, we're never sitting still, so yep, it's um, certainly keen to get racing well, I think again. At least we're over the worst of it now, mate. So uh, we'll continue on from here. Forty years since your first win, Dick. Yeah, is that all? First, gee, <laughs> yeah, it felt yeah, like exactly. yesterday. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just rolling with my superstitions again. So I like the number well, forty. So. No, well, well, I tell you what, I'm glad I'm. The day after, I'm glad I didn't feel the same as the day after from that, I can tell you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you had something different to say 40 years ago the, at this the time. The 40-year hangover, yes. <laughs> and, uh, and I hadn't even drank then. God. <laughs> but, oh, but was we'll, that just what? Muscle on the thing round for a 1,000K hard yakka? <laughs> How many, like, what was the minimum and maximum stint length back then? Without a cool suit too, I might add. Yeah, yeah. Was, was He's there always... minimum and maximum lap yeah. though back then? Back was it... Yeah, exactly. No, we never had a minimum or maximum or anything. Like um, you could do, you could do the whole race except for one lap. That's the way it used to be. 
Yeah, there was well, no minimum yep. or maximum. Well, we did know that Frenchie used to have Vegemite sandwiches yeah. in the centre console. <laughs> that was my dad said he would cut up. I, I promise you, because the the XD had a very tall, uh, like console in the middle with this like little glove box in there and all that sort of thing. He would cut up these quarts of oranges and put them in there and little uh, quarter Vegemite sandwiches. And uh, he'd have a bit of a munch on him coming down Conrod and things like that because he's always good on the tooth, Frenchie. And and because and, after Bathurst, you just put the car in the truck, you bring it home, you put it in the garage and just leave it sit there. And and then a couple of weeks later, you go back down and say, what the hell's that smell? Like, oh, God damn. And, yep, it was Frenchie's. Vegemite sandwiches and his quarts of oranges that was in the, in the console. Oh. Like so, so, Dick, are you going to give permission to uh, to Will and mm. Alex to have a packed lunch uh, in car 17? Then? <laughs> the 1,000? <laughs> these there cars these days, you're flat out getting in and out of them, have, having some room to put a Vegemite sandwich, I can tell you. <laughs> but, but they'd probably want a, a, you know, a caramel latte or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, easy. Not, 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 not us. Let's, let's can someone else. Not, not the driver of 17. There'll be no caramel lattes going on in number 17. Nah. <laughs> no. It's, just, it's just a long black straight up. Yeah. <laughs> Hardcore. Vegemite sandwich, on the other hand, we're onto something there. <laughs> I, I think your engineer might have something else to say if you want. If you guys snuck in a few sandwiches into Car 17. But, hey, look, Wilbur, mate, oh, look, uh, we really appreciate you jumping aboard the driver's seat. And... Talking about, just from a fan's perspective, especially a fan that lives in Victoria, I cannot tell you right now, even though it is four back-to-back-to-back-to-back rounds at SMP, we're all counting down till the 29th uh, of October. So we appreciate the sacrifices that all the drivers are doing, no matter where they are around the state, because, you know, it's it, it wouldn't be fun to sort of live out of a suitcase like you guys do normally, let alone, you know, for a good two or three months. So we appreciate your sacrifices and... We'll all be cheering loud and proud from our couches if we can't make it down there uh, at SMP yeah. come October 29. Yeah, no, th- thanks, guys. And, no, it's, it's, it's going to be awesome. So, yeah, same circuit's going to be weird, but, yeah, each format's going to be really different on, on each, each single event. So uh, it's going to be a new set of challenges each weekend. It certainly won't be boring. So bring it on. Can't wait. Like you mentioned, though, you do go pretty well at SMP in a, G- in a DJR car. So uh, fingers crossed that <laughs> at least in one of those four times you can do the job. Yeah, no, I'm sure we will. No, I'm, look, I'm looking forward to it. I reckon the car will be strong. And I was only joking. I've had some decent results. I just haven't won there since 08. So um, here we go. This could be the time, mate. This is the time. <laughs> could be the time. Definitely. definitely. Uh, but uh, yeah. thanks, thanks for joining us, brother. And uh, all, wish, us, uh, wish Rihanna all the best from us uh, on SAS Australia. And uh, go well at Sydney. Thank you. Uh, to tell yep, her not to take any crap from those dudes because, you know. Yeah, I reckon. Yeah, they're no, not that tough. Won't. <laughs> no. Yep. All right. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me on. Thanks, Wilbur. Cheers, buddy. Will Davison joining us here on the driver's seat. And uh, he was our feature interview. Uh, thanks to Ryko Felders. Ask your mechanic for Ryko Felders, the professional's choice. In all seriousness, though, uh, DJ, you, you, having four back to back to back rounds, that's, uh, it's going uh, to be interesting on the team, won't it? Yeah, it certainly is. It's, it's tough on the guys because they're. Obviously, uh, and depending how the races go, because the fact is that uh, if you get damage and things like that, that's just an extra added uh, heap of work that they've got to do between um, one weekend and the other. And and they always like the... I know the cars might look perfect after they have a bit of an incident or something like that, but 
sometimes they're not uh, 100%. So, um, you know, they work very hard to be able to get them back to where they should be. And even though, as I said, even though it is four rounds at the same circuit, fans have just been starved. I mean, Townsville, for crying out loud, was yeah. the last time we were all at a track. I know. It's, yeah. it's, it's insane, isn't it? But, it's um, crazy. But, uh, and I, don't forget, hey, Nimsy, don't forget the guys and girls from Melbourne heading up. They're going to have, they're going to be away for probably 10 weeks because they have to quarantine getting into Sydney um, previous to the round. And then they have to quarantine on the way back home, whereas the Queenslanders only have to quarantine heading home. So um, for them, it's even longer. So, you know, thoughts are with them because, you know, I'm pretty much sure that all of them are sick of A, lockdown and, and B, having to be on the road because they did most of it last year for us. Uh, I think you're absolutely spot on there, Steve. But uh, Will Davison joined us. Uh, thanks to Ryko Filters, the professional's choice. We're off and running here with the driver's seat. We will get to some of your texts because they are covered in 0433 98 11 16 is the number if you would like to get in touch. Uh, this is the driver's seat. As always, we do it thanks to Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia. My name is Nims Azor, joined by Stephen Johnson and the great man himself, Dick Johnson, joins us in the chair, filling in for Matt McKeldin, who's, what's he doing? He's, where's, he, where's he gallivanting off to, Stevie? Oh, he's up at Hamilton Island. He's actually just messaged in here, Nimsy. We might read that after the break, shall we? We will. We will. He, he wouldn't might... be listening much. <laughs> he'd, be, he'd be worried about his job, I reckon. I'll say. If you hear Dick here again, Matty, don't worry about coming back next Wednesday. Uh, but it's the driver's seat. Thanks to Gavota. Back with more straight after this. This is the driver's seat with Matt McKeldin and Stephen Johnson. Thanks to Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia. Welcome back to the driver's seat. And we do it thanks to Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia. Matt McKeldin uh, sipping away on pina coladas and working on his tan. He'll be darker than me by the time he gets back uh, next week, Stephen. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. No, it... mate, that, only you can say that. <laughs> <laughs> if I said that, we'd both get in trouble. Oh, I tell you, there'd, there'd be letters. But um, if you'd like to get if you'd like to get involved with the program, because uh, the one and only Dick Johnson has joined us on the show this evening, you can text in 0433981116 is our number. And uh, DJ, we've got a lot, one from... Peter, who's listening in Cranbourne at the moment, and he says, G'day, guys. Uh, G'day again, guys. Loving having Dick Johnson on the show this week. What are your thoughts on the changes coming for TCM in 2022 to entice older cars back to the grid? Look, I think it's just a fantastic thing to be able to sort of uh, display some of the old and some of the new, and, and or some of the old with the new. And when you see that... Um, in the in the coming, oh, I suppose, years, in the next year or so, we're going to see uh, the uh, Gen 3 car come out and things like that. So the, the older cars and the new cars together, I think, are a great match. And, because, and what we're sort of alluding to here is that the, uh, they're proposing to, say, bring back some other classes within the class, like the under two-litre class. We had some great little... Um, escorts, you know, Tony K had a, an awesome little alpha. Um, it was a really cool little class. Some of the and, and then bring and to entice some of the uh, the older Carrera Porsches back as well, which were um, you know a very um, exciting and, and and different car to watch in the TCM ranks. Yeah, but it was classes within within classes. When you have a look at the way Bathurst used to be run many years ago, where there was about I think A, B, C, and D classes. Uh, within the ranks of Bathurst, and and they had they had races within the race, and and that's what I think TCM should end up with.
You almost have to see it with those Super 3, don't you? Well, yeah. you do, you know, yeah. but if you mix them all up together, like they have with uh, the Super 2 and Super 3, it's it's terrific to be able to have, you know, full grids like that. And and that, I think, at the end of the day, when you, you want young guys to start coming through, it'll probably show you uh, some of the younger guys with a Super 3 car and uh, and they're blowing away guys that are in a Super 2 car. So, well, you know, he may have a bit of a potential. 100% there. Hey, hey Nimsy, we've got one. I want to read this text out from Matty. He's, he's spamming us flat stick with his <laughs> messages because he's obviously a bit bit worried about DJ keeping his seat warm. <laughs> uh, hey, boys, got a few laps in of the island today on the golf buggy, which is Hamilton Island where Matty is. Grabbed a few apexes on the way through. Well, that's... Yeah, I don't believe that. That's that's probably BS. <laughs> that's a club, mate. That's yeah, a club. yeah, it's a the club. Apex club. Yeah, uh, so. A few beers deep and listening to the show. Cheers, DJ, for keeping the seat warm. Well, I can tell you one thing, Dad, that if Maddie has done a couple laps of the island, we have a little bit of uh, commentary from uh, within Hamilton Island that's uh, explaining what's happened to Maddie today. Oh, really? Into the wall for Matt McKeldin. Oh, McKeldin, <laughs> we've lost the left rear wheel. <laughs> he is in. St- in all sorts up there at the moment with his golf buggy. He needs Team Johnson up there to uh, to put it all back together, I reckon, Nimsy. Yeah, we're putting that Peugeot on uh, on the racks well, at, at the Team Johnson well, mate, house. The trouble is, Nimsy, I don't know whether I'm standing or sitting here, the desk going up and down like a yo-yo. Like... <laughs> it's the only desk in a studio in a radio studio that requires council approval for erection there. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, let's get to this week's Bendix Breaks Big Moments. Now on the driver's seat, another Bendix Brakes big moment. Put your foot down with confidence. Bendix Brakes. Yeah, Bendix Brakes is uh, all Australian technology for all-weather confident braking. We touched on this with Wilbur beforehand um, about the four back-to-back-to-back-to-back. Have I said, did I say back enough time? I Correct. Think I, I think That's I right. <laughs> a bit confusing. But uh, all four formats for Sydney Motorsport Park has been locked in. They will all be sticking with the 3.93-kilometre Gardner GP circuit layout, the 4.5-kilometre Brabham circuit, and the 2.8-kilometre Druitt circuit will not be in play. And uh, so, DJ, I wanted to ask you, like, obviously supercars, they're doing this because Bathurst is the most important race and we need to do what we need to do to get to Bathurst. But uh, do you reckon, like, how would you have gone if you looked at your calendar and you had four back-to-back quadruple weekends at Eastern Creek? Well, well, it's a tough deal. And, you know, not so much for the drivers, I don't think, because, you know, they just sit around, as I said before, drinking their pina coladas and... (laughs) And their and their lattes, but but the the poor guys in the team, um, especially if you had different circuits that they had to run on all the time, the cars are considerably different um, setup wise to run them on different circuits like this. So I, I think it's pretty fair to say that uh, supercars have done a great job here to be able to get um, the, these four races together um, or four weekends together, should I say, and and all different. Uh, configurations because the tyre deal is what that's what's going to really make these races very very interesting and I know it's confusing for some of the punters to understand the difference between a soft tyre a hard tyre and a and a super soft tyre but um, strategies really do come into play and I think this is the important part about the uh, well you know about the entertainment of the whole deal. It definitely did. I mean, when we went back, I know, I, I believe um, you weren't too fussed about the, the mixed tyre compounds uh, uh, when they did that at SMP2 last year, were you, Stevie? But uh, a lot of no. people really did get up in arms. 
Yeah, I think I think because what it did, and I was happy to see different winners, but I think what it did, it created a false winner. Mm-hmm. Um, it created a false winner where you could pretty much tank race one and, and half of race two to save your tyres um, and come out in race three and, and basically just drive around people wherever you wanted to, you know. So I think it created a bit of a false, you know, uh, false, I guess, name in the record book. But, mm-hmm. hey, I'm not I'm not doubting, you know, and, and not taking away what, you know, Jack LeBrock did and even, you know, Nick Perkat, he, he had a great run there. But, you know, so – but I don't think – you can really say that finishing 24th, 22nd, and then first is a solid weekend. You know what I mean? No, so no. Um, if you take the average out of those three races, you probably finished, you know, on average 20th or 19th. So, you know, whereas you have someone that really wants to have a good result in all three races, you know, might have a good one in the first race, and then, you know, they struggle for the last race because I've used all their tyres. And, um, you know, they finished maybe – you know, equal first, second, or third overall for the weekend. That's where you want to be. Oh, gee, and you've never done that, have you? No, never. No, not much. <laughs> well, just for those playing at home, so the first, so SMP1, that's going to be 325-kilometre races. Uh, that'll be over the three days. The Saturday race will be at night. <clears throat> yep. Then SMP2 and 3 will also feature three races, but uh, they will have two night races, um, I think also on the Saturday nights, uh, this is where it gets a little bit confusing. I'm, sh- I'm sure this is where the commentators, Neil Crompton and uh, Mark Scaife do, and Jesse Yates do a fantastic job explaining it because it's doing it spinning my head around as I'm just <laughs> looking at the stats now, guys. But um, the fourth and final round is the interesting one for me because that's got the two longer 250-kilometer races on Saturday and Sunday. Now, you boys have spent a lot of time in uh, in touring cars in your time. Is this one going to be the real challenge? Because one, it's such a shift from SMP one, two, and three, and they're longer races. Plus, they're going to be at night. Is this going to be like a big game changer? Do you reckon? Yeah, I think it will. I think it's. Uh, it, I used to love the longer races, you know, because you could get yourself into a really good rhythm, and and as long as the guys had the the right strategies and things like that, it makes a big, big difference. And and. Getting yourself into rhythm in a short race, um, for some guys, is very easy. But you put them in a longer race and then they sort of fag out towards the middle of the, or the end of the event. But I, I think it's, it's a good thing. I love the longer races. Stevie, your, um, your night race experience was pretty much like the Abu Dhabi ones, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, it was. We, we did some night races over there, which is, you know, till. In all fairness, it was almost like it was daylight. And I guess it's a little bit like that now at SMP because they've put such great lighting uh, on the track and around the track, permanent lighting, um, considering that that first SMP round um, that we saw, that was predominantly done with all temporary lighting. So, um, uh, you know, I, I we raced as a TCM competitor too. We raced at, uh, at one of those night rounds and, and we did one of those races um, in that first event and it was sensational we had a you know it was an awesome track we did the shorter track so uh different to to supercars track and uh i think um you know everybody enjoyed it and loved seeing it so um you know it's it's a good spectacle i love how you know it really helps and and promotes the fans to come out because it's uh, not taking away your whole weekend or your whole day you can do whatever you want through the day and still have your weekend and then fire out to Sydney Motorsport Park at night and go and see some supercars racing, which I think is great. 
you actually said that uh, you'd never seen. Uh, or was it? D, um, well, we ch- we chatted to Garth Tander after that round, and one of you guys went and said that you haven't seen Eason Creek that full in a very long time. Yeah, absolutely. It was huge. You were down there. Yeah, yeah it, was, it, it was. Massive. It was massive. It was a great event, and like night races are something which obviously gives you an option on Saturday night rather than to go to some disco somewhere where you can go and see some real action, you know? So, well, Gary um, Rogers had a disco ball up there, if I recall. Oh, yeah. mate, he, he's got a disco ball everywhere. <laughs> Gary has. He's, he's, he, he's a character. He's a very good friend of mine, but a real character. I love him. But, but, yeah, but I, I think the night races really and add, add another dimension to, uh, to what supercars is all about. And I think that, uh, uh and especially if it had been here on the Gold Coast, which I was planning to have, would have been absolutely spectacular. So, um, you know, there's a lot of good things that uh, that I think in the future will uh, will sort of make the the whole category look even better again. I'm hanging out to see the GC600 if it can, uh, if it goes to be a night race like they planned it originally. But mm. hey, let us know what you think. 0433981116 is the number if you'd like to text in. Uh, that was our Bendix Brakes big moment. Put your foot down with confidence. Bendix Brakes. Let's get to some texts because uh, a couple have uh, flocked in at the moment. Greg in Upper Coomera has gone and texted in, Hey, Dick, you have room in the cool suit icebox for Wilbur's Frappuccino. Uh, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> uh, this, one's, this one's a pretty good one from our mate Tommy in Toowoomba. And because Maddie's not here, I'll have to do this. Tommy! Tommy! <laughs> Hi, guys. I'm a mad DJ fan, but with the fourth weekend being better as an enduro race, as the co-drivers will be there anyway, and it would make a great lead-in to the 1,000. Now, you boys have been around Eastern Creek uh, in the in the, in the 3.9.3, uh, 393 kilometer Gardner circuit. How would that go for like a 500k race? Well, we've done a 500k race there before. Oh, really? Actually, back in the yeah. Sierra, Sierra days, and but you actually did a 12-hour race there as well. I did it actually? JB and I won the 12-hour mm. race there, going back in oh, I think it was '95 or something. Mm. And uh, yeah, that was it. Was yeah, we were. It was about the tortoise and the hare. I was in a Mazda actually, which <laughs> uh, was a terrific car to drive. And and JB and I, we, we were the the hares were scaife and. And a couple of the other guys, and um, Horsley put us as being the uh, the the, hair, the tortoise, and and the tortoise won, mate. And you know we beat all the Porsches and everything, which was really good. I, I, five hundred k's around SMP though. Mm. This seems like I don't know. It, it seems like put it, me the, in a straight jacket, Nimsy, at the end of the race, please. <laughs> I was about to say. <laughs> <laughs> but um, keep your text covered in. That's what we like to hear. We love suggestions like that, and. Yeah. And it would make sense too, because you know the next round is Bathurst, so yeah, you you might be onto something there, Tommy in Toowoomba. But... Yeah, absolutely, it would have been it would have been great, Nimsy, and and obviously one from Joe quickly. There's been zero supercars for a while now. Yeah, we know, mate. Really disappointing that there's nothing. And you're right, we are absolutely all of us are hanging, mate. So <sighs> hang in there. We haven't got much longer, and uh, I can tell you one there. There's one bloke that we've turned into a pretty big fan. One Nimzazur on the other end of this microphone, and. Uh, I think you're chomping at the bit too, mate. So uh, we all can't wait to get going. Only 23 days away. Not that I'm counting. <laughs> <laughs> this is... Well, you can only watch so much as home and away, can't you? <laughs> this is true. You're listening to the driver's seat. We do it thanks to Kubota. Together we are shaping and building Australia. Dick Johnson joins us this evening. 
Make sure you text in and tell us what you think. 0433 is our number. Back with more right after this. This is The Driver's Seat with Matt McKeldin and Stephen Johnson. Thanks to Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia. Welcome back to The Driver's Seat. We do it thanks to Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia. Stephen Johnson and Nim Sazor with you, joined by the legendary Dick Johnson here in the studio this evening. Text in if you'd like to be a part of the show, 0433 98 1116. Sometimes, Stevie, our listeners, uh, especially some of our regulars, give us some absolute gold. And um, <laughs> Tommy, Tommy in Hobart is uh, listening. As a, as a Tasmanian race fan, give us a 500k race at Simmons. It's only 230 <laughs> laps. <laughs> oh, mate, let, Nimsy, let me tell you something. I got into so much trouble years ago for saying, you know, running, running a race around Winton, the old original Winton track, was like running a marathon around your clothesline. <laughs> and and uh, I can assure you it would be very similar at Simmons. I love the place. It's where I had my very, very first touring car championship win at Simmons in 1981. And... Uh, it's it's a very fond place that I've loved ever since, and and to be got quite some honest, really close family friends down there too, and some very close family friends down there who uh, have been very much uh, assisted me in my career from day one. We're not talking about John Bow either. No, no, well, well, he he was <laughs> obviously part. he was there in a, in probably a Formula V or something. I think at that point in time, but but uh, quite frankly, it's a, it's a great little racetrack. But um, we'd have to put probably ten sets of brakes on it to do five hundred k's around there. Oh, Kevin, imagine the amount! Of, I just dread the carnage that you'd see at turn one. Uh, oh. By by, out of two, forget two hundred and thirty laps. Get to about lap twelve, and it's like, oh Jesus! <laughs> <laughs> um, keep your texts coming in. Oh four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen. This one uh, from Little Mac in Toowoomba. I hate to use the dreaded P word, but I'm going to. Uh, so the new control engine details are out with the GM engine being a 5.7 litre versus Ford's 5.4 to achieve horsepower parity. Surely the 5.7 will have more torque. And I imagine torque is a huge advantage out of corners and up the mountain particularly. Is this another parity disaster in the making? Surely not. No, I don't think so, to be quite honest. When you when you look at it, um, they're totally different sorts of engines. and And this is what probably makes it a little more difficult, but... With the computerization of engines these days, I think you can virtually do anything. But uh, 5.7 litres, fine. That's, you know, obviously cubic inches gives you torque. But then you've got to realise that the, the Ford engine, which is only 5.4, has got um, variable camshaft timing. And that in itself can give you torque like you would not believe. So um, the difference there will... And, and you can adjust everything. You know, we can... You can make power and supercars will be able to adjust the power on the cars because it's all computerised on the throttle and all that sort of stuff. So, yeah, and it gives the opportunity really to give you this uh, maybe push to pass or something like that. So, um, yeah, I think there's some exciting things to come out of uh, the the engine regulations in, in the Gen 3 car. Yeah, we're, we are. Even though there's been a lot of a lot said about Gen Three, I think all deep down we we are pretty stoked uh, to see it uh, coming to fruition. And remember when we chatted to Tim Edwards, Steve, um, mm. he actually sold it really well, like the thinking behind it. And by the time we finished talking, I know when we talked to Matty Stone, he sort of had some different opinions. But uh, Tim Edwards sort of explained it like in terms of a team owner, yeah. uh, why the decisions were made the way they were. 
Yeah, and you know, he had really was probably one of the most honest and um, you know, one of those interviews where you just know that there's no agenda behind what he was saying. It was literally what he felt part, you know, obviously pushing forward to why that helps the business as a whole of supercars and you know, his I guess his opinion on um on when it will come out and, and what it's gonna what effect it's gonna have on the actual category. So, um, you know, I think that um we're just gonna have to wait and see to be honest. And the guys behind the scenes, guys and girls behind the scenes, they know a lot more of the ins and outs than mm. what a lot of us do from the outside and, and a lot of the fans do. So the proof's in the pudding when the cars are on track and when they're racing. That's the only time if it's not good racing and the cars are unreliable and it's not a good spectacle, then sure, you can bag it all you like. But up until then, you know, I think we've got some pretty good racing now. It's very hard and tough racing and I can't see that going away anytime soon. No. But Nimsy too, you've got to take into, into account the fact that we've got 12 months to get this all sorted out and we we got a car at work which could be running by the end of uh, this month. And... I think you'll find that by the time we get to the point where we're going to be racing these things, um, everything will be really, really good and very balanced. Yeah, I, and I think that's that's what we sort of need to do. It's it's a little bit. I reckon it's because we're, we're such a sort. We're really sort of cynical at the moment. Like everyone's in that sort of era of like we got to question everything. Because like, imagine if things like Twitter and all that sort of jazz and forums and all that were up and about when Car of the Future was being developed, people would probably be slamming that pillar to post. Yeah, well, look, you know, <laughs> change is something that we have to accept, you know. Change is something that happens around us all day, every day. And uh, and if we, don't, if we don't accept change and adjust to it, I think you'll find that you know, you'd die in the vine. And, and this is why uh, supercars are really trying to stay in front of the whole system and and make sure that when it gets out there, that it's going to be a great product. Yeah, and we're counting down for Gen 3. I think we're all pretty excited when we saw the renders and whatnot uh, come out and about. And uh, uh, shout out to SS Media as well, because they've put out some absolute gems. Uh, I know they did, they released the the Erebus ones. And was it the um, was it the Kelly Racing Mustang that they did as well? The, I think it was, was actually. Yeah, yeah, I, th- I believe it was. Yeah, so it's you know Scotty at SS Media does some fantastic stuff. Does a lot of our stuff as well, and and does not only supercar stuff. He does everything. You know, he does GT cars. He does. You know, he's a Carrera very very Cup talented cars. guy. Carrera <laughs> Cup cars. He does everyone. So um, you know, and, Hyundai XL. Hyundai XL. <laughs> he, he even did Hyundai XL for Jet. So yeah, very very cool. Uh, you texted in 0433981116. This one's come from Jeffrey in Hamilton Hill. Hey, guys, just wanted to say a big thanks to all the crew who are sacrificing heaps to put on a show and go racing for all of us very soon. And it's great to have Dick on the show tonight. You are an Aussie legend, mate. Jeffrey from Hamilton Hill. So uh, uh, thanks for texting in there, uh, Jeffrey. And if you'd like to do the same, 0433981116 is our number. But uh, we're going to get to our person off the track updates. And now, it's the driver's seat off the track update. Thanks to Burson Auto Parts. Burson, we know auto parts. Now, obviously, there's not a lot happening on the track, as Joe very <laughs> Joe on the text line went and uh, texted <laughs> in and let us know. But uh, it is time for our off the track update. Thanks to Burson Auto Parts. They're celebrating 50 years. And we touched on this uh, last week. And 
we posted this up on the driver's seat uh, Facebook page and it got quite a huge response. But Scott McLaughlin, in his debut IndyCar year, he has got the Rookie of the Year. It's the first time in the in the illustrious Team Penske history that the team has actually got the award. And no surprises there that it was Scotty Mack to get them that award. But um, DJ, clearly you, you've you always known that Scotty's had, uh, he's just been a special sort of driver. And um, him not being able to make it back to Bathurst this year, this year obviously, is quite a disappointment. But when you look at his results in his first year at IndyCar and see him get that Rookie of the Year award, I mean, is this sort of where you expected him to go? Has he exceeded your expectations? Or are you just like, what are you talking about? This is what Scotty does. <laughs> well, to be quite honest, you know, I had a lot of confidence in Scotty being being able to sort of step up to the plate. And, and you've got to be realistic about these things. Like, these guys over there, in whatever category you want to put them uh, in the US, they've got so many guys out there that go racing all the time. And the guys that are at the top of their game, and especially when you get something as competitive as IndyCars and NASCARs, boy, oh, boy, they're, they're, they're pretty special, I tell you. And you, you, you're going to struggle to beat the really, really, really good guys. And, and Scotty, I think, has, has done an exceptional job. He's... Uh, he's hasn't fired it off the road uh, and crashed into people and, and done all those sort of things. And he, he's attacked it, I think, very sensibly, where he's, he's really thought about things and said, well, you know, if I can't, if I can't do this, I won't do it. If I, if I, he doesn't want to step outside his comfort zone. And, and for me, I think that just shows you the sign of a guy who's, uh, who's measured and knows exactly where he wants to go. But give him a little bit of time, even though... Um, some of these younger guys, but the experience that they've had in open wheelers is absolutely amazing. Like, for heaven's sake, it was against one guy from NASCAR who I think uh, Jimmy Johnson was obviously seven championships in a NASCAR's nothing to sneeze about, I can tell you. And then, mm. and he hasn't been in open wheelers at all either, and nor has Scotty. So I think he was the only real challenge he had as far as a, a rookie goes. Because when you get a Formula One guy in there, boy, oh boy, that's that's a pretty <laughs> tough deal. And he's, and he's sort of seen the, the you know the, the other side of the Formula One bloke. So uh, he's done a remarkable job, and I think and we talk to him all the time. Well, I yep. certainly do, and he he believes that he's now just starting to feel his feet, and uh, without stepping outside the box, he, he thinks that that there's an opportunity now where he will improve and. I've got no doubt that uh, you know, he'll he'll uh, he'll make some inroads next year, and it won't be next year he wins too many races or any races at all, maybe. But it uh, it won't be long. I think that uh, you know the guys approaching it in the right way. Speaking speaking of winning races, Dad, he he, he had his maiden podium there on an oval <laughs> in Texas on the Texas Oval, which is probably one of the fastest tracks that they go to throughout the year. Um, you know, and he, you know, we know him as as that racer. We know him as that um, street circuit driver that that's just amazing. Whether you know on on any given racetrack, um, but but to get his best result of the year on an oval is something that I think uh, you could tell us a little bit about because you have raced NASCAR, you've done yeah, ovals, you know, yeah. you know what it's yeah. like and just how hard ovals is because a lot of people end up thinking that just because it's um, well, you just an go oval, around in a circle. You just you go know. round and round in circles. Yeah, but it's <laughs> – sure, you go round and round in circles, but 
I can assure you that uh, there's a lot more to it than that because you've, you've got to have friends out there and the biggest thing in oval racing is have, having the right strategies and things like that. And and Scotty's strategy in that, that event uh, where he sort of came third, I think, was was absolutely brilliant. Like they did the right things at the right time and, and to, to Scotty's credit, uh, for somebody who's never really raced on an oval before, he did a fantastic job. It's mm. it's it's just because you're going around in circles doesn't mean to say you don't need talent, I can assure you. Well, he's also going about 300 kilometres around in a circle too. Now, I don't know I don't know how well um, people understand physics, but 300k and walls around said oval, you kind of need a little bit more than just turning left. <laughs> oh, you do, and a lot's in the car set up and and a car setup comes from the the not only the the technical stuff from computers that you get, but certainly uh, from the, the driver input. And I think Scotty's very very good at relaying back, you know, what the car is doing and what makes him feel comfortable. And if you're feeling comfortable in a car, there's a lot of things you can do that um, that that obviously uh, aren't achievable if the mm. car's not right. And and uh, I think he's done a great job of that. And like, boy, I tell you, oval tracks for me were were something very, very different indeed. And and I know exactly how Scotty felt when he got into the first one. Well, I remember, I remember you years and years ago when you came back from the states, and and myself as as a kid, and and our whole family, Kelly and Mum, we all went over there uh, and watched you race at Sears Point at that stage. Uh, I think it's called in, in, fin, in Finian, Infinity, yeah, yeah. something like that now. Um, but, um, you know, I remember you telling me then that once you, you did drive quite a few ovals and once you said that uh, ovals are the hardest thing in the world when the car's not set up right and then you go, but when we did get this car set up right, it's one of the easiest. You can literally do a Peter Brock and have your arm on the fat arming it on the windowsill driving <laughs> just, around in circles. cruise around, but it's – but then, you know, aerodynamics come into it. There's so many other things come into it with, with, with drafting and all that sort of stuff that you, you don't normally learn on a, on a, on a road circuit. So um, that, that's something that Scotty – and he studies his craft, studies like you would not believe, and he – he sits down and studies it day and night, yep. and and I think you'll find that um, that in itself will help the guy uh, achieve what uh, what he went over there to do. Do you think? Um, I'm just going to ask you, Nimsy. Do you think Marcus Ambrose come back? We had him uh, come back as part of the DGR Team Penske organisation when it when it started, and he didn't really achieve, I guess, anywhere near what he wanted to or what he achieved. He struggled. When he left. He struggled. He struggled. Really, yeah. um, do you do you think? I know it's a, it's a totally bit of a different style of driving and 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 what I'm talking it's, it's probably hard to put into perspective in the, in the same league but do you think after a few years of Scotty being over there doing the IndyCar side of things do you think he could come back and not pick up where he left off but you know still give it a red hot crack yeah give it a red hot crack oh, look for for a one off event like Bathurst um and given the fact that it's only been 12 months, where you take into consideration when Marcus came back here, uh, he'd been out of a supercar since 2006. Yeah. And that is a long, long time. Things change a lot. In in 12 months, things change immensely. Was that um, nice? So he was, what, when he came back, 2015? 2015, so nine, 15, years? So nine years. Yeah, yeah 2015. Well, that's, that, 
you, that is something hard to get your head around because yep. um, uh, I know that Scotty could come back in like w- with a 12-month gap and it would have been uh, fine. He'd notice the difference, but he would be able to adjust himself in that short period, but not after nine years. One thing that was also uh, different for Marcus when he came back was, I mean, when he left, I think it was, was it Project uh, Blueprint at the time? And then when he returned, it was well into Car of the Future. So it was essentially a different machine that he was getting yeah, into well, as well. Well, we were originally going back then, you know, maybe it's the wrong description, but I used to call them hot, hotted up bloody road cars. You know, it was <laughs> like a taxi that, that you hotted up. But um, And the cars today are literally like a, a GT2 car or something like that. They're yep. a very, very refined, purpose-built race car. And where the original ones, when Marcus left, were, were only road cars that were modified to go racing. Well, they were still a full-bodied car, weren't they? Well, you would yeah. get a standard Ford uh, chassis, like chassis and body shell, and, and build a car from that. And, yeah. Whereas now they're literally like a NASCAR, where they're all bar work. It's a GT, and then you just stick on the panels on the outside. The panels scrap. on the outside are all carbon fibre and all that sort of stuff, exactly the same shape as the the uh, road going version, but. Um, just stuck on the outside, and and when I say stuck, I mean stuck. They're, they're put on with bloody double-sided tape, for God's sake. <laughs> <laughs> but just to just to emphasise uh, how much of the the how much of the Scotty's accomplishments mean, uh, just as a as an ambassador for Australian motorsport, uh, and you know, just I, I know he's from New Zealand, and yes, we'll we'll begrudgingly claim him, but um, like. To put it into perspective, like he's a mad Western Bulldogs AFL fan, and no one's perfect. Well, so. <laughs> but, but like the Western Bulldogs who are in the AFL Grand Final during the week of the AFL Grand Final popped something up on their socials congratulating Scott McLaughlin on becoming the rookie <laughs> rookie of the year in IndyCar. If that doesn't say how big of a deal it is for him to oh, do what absolutely. he's done, it's pretty big. <laughs> yep, absolutely. Like he's. And I know he's a mad Bulldogs fan, and he he, he always sort of because he used to, he used to hang around with the guys when he was in Melbourne, um, when he lived down there, and um, he's a mad fan about that. And I think he's probably educated a lot of the Americans on uh, on <laughs> AFL, to be quite honest. He was still watching it, which was which was very very amusing. But uh, hey, look, that was our off the track update here. Thanks to Burson Auto Parts, they're known for first class knowledge and service. Uh, we'll wrap it up uh, after the break in just a moment, but uh, get your text coming in 0433 98 11 16 if you'd like to get a message in. Uh, Stevie, do you want to you want to read those last couple that have come through? Oh, we've got a, we've got a couple coming. A couple, here. Yeah, a couple of very interesting. Ones <laughs> yeah. Look at yeah, yeah, yeah. There's there's uh, there's one here to, or one from Rafa. Thanks, mate. It says hi guys up the creek at Eastern Creek. Great show. <laughs> Thanks, mate. Um, one from Michael here. Does Dick ever think? There'd be time where more women come through the ranks as a supercar driver. No comment at the moment, but I'll think about that one. Mm-hmm. Okay. And and what about uh, what about the what do we got here? Well, one from Lee. Hi boys. Tell Dick at Bathurst I I saw two very nice smoking hot women wearing t-shirts. On the t-shirts it said we love Dick. Always good to hear the legend talking about racing. Well, that's not as bad as the guy that used to come to Lakeside and he used to wear his T-shirt with us standing beside him saying, my girlfriend loves Dick. (laughs) (laughs) Just a very big fan. Just a very big fan. (laughs) But keep your texts coming in. 0433 98 We'll wrap it all up with the Race Rewind next right here on the driver's seat. Thanks to Kubota. 
For over 40 years, we've been making tomorrow matter, shaping and building Australia together. This is The Driver's Seat with Matt McKeldin and Stephen Johnson. Thanks to Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia. Welcome back to the driver's seat. <laughs> Good to see nothing changes, Nibsy. I, I was just about to say, we, normally it gets about this time where uh, we forget we forget that we're doing a radio <laughs> program. We just yammer on through the ad breaks before uh, Maddie and oh, Steve oh, here. Two seconds. Oh, oh, two, uh, 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 uh. Stand by. <laughs> <laughs> so it's good to see nothing changes. Uh, yeah, nice, nice. Uh, but this is the driver's seat, and we do it thanks to Kubota for over 40 years. We've been making tomorrow matter, shaping and building Australia together. Let's get to our race rewind. This is the driver's seat race rewind. We do it thanks to Gates Australia. Don't compromise. Choose Gates premium belts, hose and hydraulics. We mentioned before that this was the original date of the Bathurst um, uh, the Bathurst 1000 that was meant to be on the first calendar that came out. And as I sort of said to you, Stevie, there's a lot of at least, you know, a couple of my mates have popped on on their socials, you know, really disappointed. In fact, my buddy Simon uh, he's, he's put a photo of he's in his full DJ aspect, uh, his Shell V Power racing gear, standing near the Happy Bathurst Day sign. And he just says, pretty disappointed not to be heading up to Bathurst as originally planned because he was meant to go tomorrow. Um, yes. And he says, not sure if I can make it later next month either for the newly scheduled date because let's face it, everyone does plan sort of their years, you know, you, you plan your, your holidays and your annual leave and all that sort of jazz uh, around things like Bathurst. But um, now... If we're going by the revised calendar, so what would that be? Calendar version three or version two. There's been that many put out. I'm not quite mm. sure. But last weekend, we were meant to resume the championship at Winton. So uh, we're still three weeks away from the, this season to re-resume on October 29 at SMP. But I thought I'd look back at the 2014 Winton 400 because it was a history-making event because Lee Holdsworth, he picked up his first race win since 2010 and in Erebus's second season – Got their first win ever. It was also the first time the Mercedes-Benz won in Australian Touring Car Championship slash V8 Supercars history. Now, two months later at uh, Barbagallo, we saw Scotty McLaughlin win in a Volvo for Gary Rogers Motorsport, which meant at that point in time, all five marks in the Car of the Future era had a win. So back in your day, um, DJ, there was like, you know, the, the group A's and the amount of different marks that were on the grid was countless. So do you reckon the early days of Car of the Future, that was what they were trying to do, you know, to get Fords and Holdens and Nissans and Volvos and Mercs on the track? Yeah, it was actually to, to try and get other manufacturers involved. But, you know, like I said to him, I believe that our series uh, is more about the individual teams and certainly the thing that brought supercars or back to where, well, let's go even back further, where it was just um, when we had Group A out here with, with all cars that a lot of people never even recognised with, uh, with the Sierras and things like that, even though they were, they were Ford and, and, and General Motors and all that thing. But um, we all got together as a group and said, look, what really is going to bring the crowds back and why was it so successful going back years prior to this? And everyone came up with the same, the same uh, idea that the only reason it was successful back then because we were looking at, we were looking at Ford and we were looking at Holden, and that's the two things that was the common thing in amongst the whole lot. And and that's where uh, I think it it ended up where we started off with Ford and Holden, and 
and then we try to introduce other manufacturers, which I don't think is a bad thing. I think it's fantastic mm-hmm. if we can get them interested. But we we don't need to sort of be in a situation where uh, where if, like they get involved, manufacturers get involved to a point where they tip a whole heap of money into the thing and and one against the other and then, then they'll have a management change and then one guy will say, oh, well, listen, I'm out. And then the next one, the guy says, I'm out and I'm out. And and it's just like a, a, a tumbling bricks falling mm. down. So we thought, well, we need to sort of put the base of it around the teams and the drivers and love having the manufacturers involved with us, but they don't need to control it. Well, let's, I mean, you just have to look at, see what happened with, uh, with GRM, with the Volvos. Because and Stevie, you could you could probably correct me here, but um, when Volvo pulled their support, they basically said to they said to Gary and, and Barry at GRM, "We're going to take those cars back now, thank you." Even though it's their IP and all that sort of stuff in there, wasn't it? Yeah, they did. They they went back to their their headquarters over in Sweden, and um, uh, you know, even though GRM did all the R and D and all that sort of stuff. They yeah, still they did the R and D. They did, but you know, you just never know what's in some of the, um, you know, contracts with with uh, manufacturers uh, who have satellite teams, not the actual manufacturers themselves running a race team as such. So, you know, that might be something that Volvo had worldwide. You know, they might have a whole um, uh, showroom full of Volvo race cars with the two liter cars, the wagon that they raced over in England. Uh, now they've got supercar over there, so that might be part of their deal. But um, you know, I can't see how they. It was a lot of their IP when supercars is really something that um, you know it was basically the same across the board. The thing is, though, Nimsy, I think you'll find that supercars own the IP. Yep, it's not Volvo, not anyone. It's supercars. Um, Volvo owned the the IP of the outside of the motor vehicle because it was a, a Volvo, right? And and the same with Ford and the same with Holden, the same with, with all the manufacturers. But the IP of, of the vehicle itself is owned by supercars. And and hence the reason that we still have a, a couple of cars here, which Roger wants to uh, take back and put in a museum in the US, mm-hmm. but um, can't for the simple reason that the IP is is. Not supercars, allowed out yeah. of the country. Yeah, it's it's part of supercars until such time as the Gen Three car comes uh, comes to fruition and and is being raced. Well, that's when the, these vehicles will be sent over to the US. It's definitely an interesting time too, and you have to sort of feel that a little bit of the soul of the sport is gone now that there's not actually, you know, the, the plants out at Adelaide, the the Ford factory out at Geelong, and all that sort of stuff because that part is sort of gutted it a little bit but you know it's it's the age-old thing if you know things evolve and times change so uh it's still very exciting stuff on the horizon but it's just, it is it's but, just very you know, different honestly nimsy when you look at it ford is still is today the biggest uh employer motor manufacturing employer uh in the country mm-hmm. because all all the uh the engineering and stuff that's done here uh in australia for ford worldwide uh is significant like all the ranger all all the everest all uh, and, and all that sort of stuff and the, the improvements you see in the mustang all come from here and you just have a look at the amount of territories and ranges and stuff like that that you see territories on, um, exactly uh, right it's just and you know all that sort of stuff is is being developed here 
Yeah, so who would have thought Winton 2014 would have been such a history-making event back in the day? Mm. I can tell you right now, <laughs> I sure as hell wouldn't have thought Winton would have done that. <laughs> but, um, that was our race rewind. We do it thanks to Gates Australia. Protect your ride with complete system replacement with Gates belts and hoses. Visit gatesaustralia.com.au. Before we put it to bed, uh, we got a text in here from, what's his, who, who's the name that we've got here? Uh, Which one's this? Not uh, Pete? Ending 447. Not yeah, sure. Pete from Cranbourne. Oh, Pete and Cranbourne. Yeah, there we go. Uh, last one before we, uh, before we head off. Uh, Pete from Cranbourne again. His name's at the front, of course. Read the, yeah, read that's the, what you've got to read it, Nimsy. Read the full text first, Nimsy. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> Pete from Cranbourne again. Are you guys... Do you want it in Braille, mate? Are you right? <laughs> <laughs> Pete from Cranbourne again. Are you guys surprised about the apparent driver swap happening between Tickford and Matt Stone Racing for 2022? Big win for Jake Kostecki and Tickford for me, if it happens. Yeah, I think it is. That's a great, that's a great get for... Uh, Jake Kostecki, if if that's happening, it's definitely uh, you know a team that is you know it's he's, they're known like he they're known for front running cars. So um, and obviously uh, Jack LeBrock going to um, it's all rumoured by the way. We should point yeah, out. it's all rumoured, but to Matt Stone Racing. So interesting deal there. Yeah. Look, you know this is the silly season as they call it, and uh, we'll just wait and see um, when the start of the new season comes and who's sitting in. Who's um, seat? It's the, yeah, exactly. It's, it's the world's biggest game of musical chairs, isn't it? <laughs> what about this? What about this one? I mean, just before we go, Dad, one from Michael here. Uh, who would you say that was your toughest competitor you raced through the year? Would have it been Brocky, or do you have any other people that you think might might have been a bit tougher? It was my bloody teammate John Bow. What do you expect, <laughs> like, mate? He, I, I tell you what, Bowie was like. In many ways, he was he was an and Brock was too. Brock was an incredible talent, and but JB is very talented in in many ways, and politically, he's probably the most talented of any driver out there because <laughs> uh, he can run over somebody's foot and still get away with it. You know, so. Well, and, and make sure you do listen to our chat with uh, JB. He was on the program last week. But uh, uh, speaking of the program, that is about it for us. DJ, once again, we really appreciate you jumping on board the driver's seat and you're always welcome back, regardless of whether which uh, state Maddie's in at the moment. Oh, yeah. I, I bet she's having fun now, mate. I reckon the old pina colada would have just about <laughs> knocked his Mad, head off. Maddie, Maddie would so. be snoozing right now. <laughs> he probably would be, yeah. but uh, this... Checking the inside of his eyelids, I reckon. <laughs> the only state he's in is intoxicated, but uh, <laughs> that's it from us at the driver's seat. We'll see you next week. Cheers. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So, we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's, together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.